0: Welcome, everybody, to Day 6 of the 7AM Novelist March, March Writing Challenge. I hope you are awake, bright and awake today. I know Desmond Hall is really bright and awake today. I'm a, I'm a show over your host. Today, we have two of my faves, Desmond Hall and Emily Ross, talking about navigating the differences between YA and adult fiction. Good morning, guys.
1: Morning. Good
0: morning. Thank you so much for being on our show. Emily Ross is the author of Half in Love with Death, an international thriller writer's thriller awards finalist for Best Young Adult Novel, inspired by a true crime from the 60s. She received Massachusetts Cultural Council Finalist Award in Fiction for the book. I love the title, Half in Love with Death. I always have. Her work has appeared in Boston Magazine, Five South, and other publications. She is an editor at DeadDarlings.com, which is our blog about um, novels and novel writing. She used to work in tech, but thankfully, she escaped that and saved her life, and is now writing full time, <laughs> is currently working on a book called The Black Sea, which is another great title, and is adult in, uh, mystery set in a fictional version of her hometown of Quincy, Mass. Desmond Hall was born in Jamaica, West Indies, and moved to Jamaica, Queens. He has been named one of *Variety* Magazine's top 50 creatives to watch, which is really incredible. Desmond is the author of the gritty YA novel Your Corner Dark, which confronts the harsh realities of gang life in Jamaica and how far a teen is willing to go for family. It's been listed among the best YA books of the year by Bank Street, Essence Magazine, and was a New England Book Award finalist. He lives outside Boston with his wife and two daughters. Okay. We've put these two fabulous YA writers together. They've also both written adult works um, in trying to answer a question that one of our listeners sent us. So I'm gonna to try to give you this question as, as quickly as I as I can. So she sent to, she wrote this to me and she said she'd been working on a novel for several years and it highlights two teenage protagonists. And then she says, quote, the mm-hmm. thing is I didn't write it like a YA novel. I wrote it in the omniscient using a cluster of five characters to tell a story, which also included adult characters. My agent and others were confused. Is it YA or adult? They said if an editor doesn't know where it goes on the shelf, they can't sell it. In other words, I should have written it as adult or YA, but I was trying to do something different. And then she says, publishing is a money making industry and I should have followed the rules. Since running into this, I've come across a number of articles in Lit Hub where several authors ran into the same thing. They were able to change their manuscripts and their books were published. For a while I ranted and raved about how artists are supposed to be original, but now I'm realizing that it's the rare person who can be truly creative when they want to sell something. I would guess that others have had a similar problem with other genres and if so, how do you go about solving it? so this is a huge question we're going to mostly start with um why an adult but we can veer into other um uh genres as well because i think these folks is also have experience in, in kind of blurring the lines with other genres and i've done that too okay des yep start us off what do you think
1: okay what a particularly apt question to yeah. my writing journey um So my incubator book, uh, Your Corner Dark, um, uh, that book originally had three points of view, two adult and one teen. Uh, One was this conflicted Rastafarian uh, gang leader. Uh, One was a third world cop. And the other was this like, you know, high achieving uh, engineer student kid that wants to get out of Jamaica and get a scholarship to study in Afarin, which is you know America. Uh, and so, with those three you know points of view, took it out on sub, and agents. Um, and you know this was a great thing that you had told me, Michelle, which I think is a great thing to pass on. When I took it out and I got feedback, uh, well, when when I would get my rejections. I would reach out to the agents and ask them why. And sometimes they actually, you know, um, emailed back and gave great advice. And I think that's a really cool thing to do because you, I wouldn't have done it beforehand. I would have just walked away with my tail between my legs, feeling sorry for myself. But uh, in asking these agents, the agents said, ha, huh, you know, we really like the teen voice. That just has more resonance to us, and more so than the two adult voices. And of course, I didn't like that comment. Yeah. But when I heard it uh, more than once, you know, from emailing the uh, agents, I thought, okay, let me try it. So pretty much told the same story, uh, but just from the teens' point of view. And then almost like magic, after you know, drinking a little bit and writing some.
0: um, yeah
1: yeah the um then you know, two agents were interested in the book, and again, I called Michelle, and uh you know, one wanted to take it uh, young adult, and one wanted to take it adult, which was you know, a really interesting thing, you know, after mm-hmm. making those changes, but I think it it came down to the most resonant voice, right, right. and I remember in the incubator, you did a whole session on like, how to choose the, the proper point of view. And I think that's a really important thing with, you know, to answer a question like this. And it's sort of like one of the things that stuck in my mind the most was, you know, what, which character uh, does more stuff happen to? Who has more to lose? And I think, you know, this kid, he has a chance To lose his scholarship, you know, and getting out of Jamaica when you're poor, you know, out of a third world country, it's not, you know, the whole island is not like the glossy commercials you see, you know, and right now crime is just off the hook. I mean, you know, the country is usually top five in crime. And unfortunately, it's now like second in the world in crime against women in particular. Oh, which is yeah. just insane, given that Jamaica has so many strong female figures. Yeah, But back to the point, um, I think it's really important to choose the point of view uh, with who has the most to lose and who has more stuff happening to them. And I guess the other part of this is, Over the weekend, Patricia, we were at Patricia Park's uh, book uh, launch, one of her book launches. And check out Imposter Syndrome, everybody. She's (laughs) great.
0: Imposter Syndrome at Alejandra Kim.
1: Yes. And she said something I thought was great. She said, oftentimes in adult stories that have a teenage protagonist, it's told with a sort of a wistful tone, you know, looking back on life imbued with all the great memories of life and teenagers don't want to hear that right they first they don't have that life experience you know so many times like paying a mortgage or you know going through a divorce themselves as opposed to having their parents go through it is like a very different thing and they're not jaded by life yet you know and I think um, it's really important to keep that in mind that if you're writing in YA, do not imbue that character's life with a a sort of an angle where you're looking back on life, you know? Oh, the memory was this, the memory was that. Um, And really have it happening and have it be immediate, you know, with action and things happening. And by action, I don't mean, you know, necessarily bombs going off, but like things that are happening as opposed to writing with a more, you know, not pontificating, but like sort of a debate and thinking about like, you know, the world and their place in the world. Yeah. So That's how I'd sort of open
0: it. Yeah, great. I mean, the most, I I think most writers, many writers and many beginning writers work with a very close narrative distance between um, their narrative voice and their character. And if you're doing this, when you have young protagonists, you will most likely be pushed into the YA or or be be seen as writing more YA. Um, Because in an adult novel, um, the voice is, as you said, more reflective, Mm -hmm. um, more looking back and there's more narrative distance between the narrative stance, usually an older and adult narrator, and either we see that narrator in the book or we don't, it's just implied. Um, and their young self the voice is also oftentimes much older and there's just not that that distance and that that reflection of it on experience whereas in YA um, the difference between the the narrative voice and the character is much much closer and it's almost like we're experiencing you know right then and there's and there's no um, there's no looking back and making sense of it Um and so that is a huge difference that will probably push you when you're when you're working with agents or editors one direction or another. Um, but when you made that decision, Esmond, because Desmond, I just used (laughs) which is my my agent's name. Um when you made that decision between the adult agent and the um YA agent, I mean, was it did you feel that you were giving something up creatively? I mean, did you feel that you were kind of, I don't know, giving in to the man, that you were You were had having to kind of break your book in a way in order to fit industry standards? Or do you think that it became better?
1: So I have two answers to that. Yeah. One, um, I used to be in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I did most of my life. And That is a really collaborative business. You know, you have, you come up with this great idea, you know, you know how to sell Pepsi or something. And then, you know, your creative supervisor looks at it. Then your creative director looks at it. Then the suits come in and they look at it. Then you take it to the client and they look at it. So everyone has something to say. And in my experience, when someone has something great to say, take it. You know, and I I think a lot of people, um, I've seen a lot of writers sort of fight that and they want their own point of view, which is great. But I think I'm more collaborative. Like I like the ascension of the best idea. And so when that comes, I'm like, well, thank you very much. Like in in my incubator book, in the Your Corner Dark book, I remember the great Bob Fernandez in one of... uh, one of the post-incubator classes that you had, I had uh, the, the, the conflicted drug dealer is making the kid join the posse, right? And I did it with a eh, page and a half of dialogue, which I loved. I thought it was great dialogue. It was like, I felt I was in a Tarantino phase and yeah. it was really singing. But then Bob told me, hey, Des, what if the uh, drug dealer just gives him the cash and then when the kid reaches for the cash, have him put the gun on top of the cash. Mm. And the kid will know that that's what the deal is. And it cut out all this dialogue, even though I like the dialogue. Yeah. But the physical action was just absolutely great. Yeah. You know? so, I think a lot
0: of people forget how powerful just physical reactions, physical actions can be. Yeah.
1: yeah and yeah. how much
0: more communication is a part of that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Excellent. Um. And then Juliet Faithful in our um chat asks a question can you write adult without that ret- retrospective, uh, retrospective, wistful adult point of view in the teenage child voice and perspective list? Um can I
2: you can Emily go ahead. Why don't you why don't you I actually up? would like to weigh in on that because I think there's yeah. a tendency um to say, okay, these are the rules for YA, these are the rules for adult. And there is a lot of merit in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say. To to just view it as something that's going to constrain my wild creative nature, it's actually sometimes these constraints lead you even as as Devon as Desmond said into into we skirt up. is the villain in my novel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It leads you into deeper into places you wouldn't go. It actually can be very positive because these agents they know about stories, they know about story, and and it's really helpful. But it and. But also you don't want to say, well, there are these rules and I have to stick to them because a lot of fun things happen um, when you do break them. And I, I just re- reread um, The Postman Always Rings Twice by James mm-hmm. M. Kane, which is an iconic crime novel, which yeah. has zero narrative distance, yep. zero reflection. It's, you know, if it, if it wasn't about death and murder, it has all the the, the myopic point of view of a YA novel, his characters mm-hmm. maybe once or twice in the book give you any introspection. So I would answer Juliet: yes, you can totally write an adult novel without a retrospective, wistful adult point of view. It's just more common. Um, And you can also, I'm sure there are YA novels that have a little more reflection, but people are telling you these things because they know books and they know the industry and they know the market. And especially as a debut author, it is going to be easier to get your book out there and and maybe better for you creatively um, to listen to these things. Um, With my book, I actually kind of had written a YA novel and didn't realize that I followed the rules without even knowing they were there. Because as Michelle said, I, well, I just wrote a really myopic novel. My my character is is so in the moment; she doesn't. I didn't say that. About your novel, <laughs> your novel is really myopic. <laughs> you know, it's, it's intensely, immediately in the moment with this teenage girl, and she doesn't see what's going on, and that's really key to the plot. And I wrote that just because how I wanted to write it, and then I was really surprised when people said, "Not only is this YA, but this is a thriller." And I was like, "What? Wait, what?" Yeah. So, but that was really helpful um, for me to learn that. So I, I think it's, I need to think like what, what's best for your book, you know, and, and really think it through, not just on jump ship and say, okay, I'm getting rid of all my points of view because somebody told me to, you know, as Desmond said, you really need to think about, is it right? But at the same time, you need to be open to, maybe this will take me to a place in this book that is better because it can, it totally can. I do I do think that sometimes restrictions
0: can take you to a better place. Um, I found that with historical fiction that there are certain things I can't do because World War II happened in certain years. or mm. a woman can't give birth when she's 70, yeah. um, which oftentimes okay. pisses me off, but then, <laughs> I, then, but then it, you know, I, I make it, I'm able to make it work. And what's interesting, I think, um, I've read Juliet's book, there is a sense of the narrator of the adult there even Mm -hmm. if it's not a direct reflective voice there is a sense there is a wisdom there is a knowledge um that's so that it's we're not completely locked in that young um mindset and so in that way I, I feel that that you know, Juliet's book is adult. And, and so you, this might be very confusing for those of you that are writing this and you might just try to read a lot of books that that have teenage protagonists that are um, written in the adult voice and then compare them to ones that were published as YA. And what you will it, it, also it, sometimes find is that some books are published as YA in the US and they're published as adult, elsewhere because editors see them in different lights. So there is, there can be a fine line as well. Emily, go
2: ahead. Really subtle. And there are a lot of books, if you, if you read widely across the YA genre, there are probably a lot of books that do have, there's no hard and fast rules. Um, And and sometimes the decision is rather arbitrary. But I, I think that if you read a lot of YA, they do tend to have if, if they have points of view, I think one hard and fast rule is every point of view is within the teen age range. Um, I I can't think of any, there might be an exception, but I can't think of any young adult novels where an adult has a significant point of view, like Celeste Ng's Everything i Never Told You feels very YA, but it's definitely adult because the parents have, have, the mother has a point of view in there. And that's almost, I think that's really a deal breaker, like in, in back to the original question, having you could pull off an omniscient YA and they're probably out there, but your main characters
1: really need to be all in the teen age range.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind and of it's,
1: the Charlie Brown rule, right? You know, yeah. like whenever the parents talk, it's just wah, 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 wah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the following the Charlie Brown rule. I never thought about that. In terms it's of, a good yeah. one, exactly. Um, And the difference, and so the difference between adult YA and then middle grade as well is really who your reader is. And so that, that is gonna be a huge, is this book intended to, to be read by teenagers primarily? Now, of course, a lot of adults read YA books, but is your primary audience and your primary market gonna be teenagers or is your primary market gonna be adults? So that is really a huge difference. Um, when we talk about blending other genres there's not that quite of a difference in readership, um, but but why middle grade and adult can have that that greater that greater difference? Yeah. Um, now both of you guys also um, like Emily. You felt like, oh, I'm actually writing a thriller, and and I think now you've gone on to write an adult. You're working on adult thriller,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that was an adjustment for you. Yes, yeah, so it was difficult because. I naturally fall into the YA voice. I love, I love first person voices. I almost, I find them almost poetic and zen-like when when you write in the moment. I I just, that's how my writing goes. So to write an adult novel, and I'm I'm not really, I don't love to write a lot of internal reflection. So to write an adult novel was a bit of a, a challenge because that voice kept seeping into my you know 34 year old female hard ass detective um and, and i yeah. got around it a little bit because she's actually stuck in it you know in a traumatic yeah. event a, a violent crime that happened when she was 16 so that 16 mm. year old is still very much within her and i sort of solved that problem by integrating some some scenes from the past where you see the 16 year old and so then you can you can feel some of that person and some of that voice even in her hard ass detective voice. Yeah. Um, but it, I think that, in the even harder part was, in my first book, I kind of fell into writing a thriller and a mystery without almost knowing I was doing it. And my second one, I, I, I said, oh my God, I'm gonna deliberately write a traditional thriller mystery. And that made me nervous, first of all. And it made, me, I realized all of a sudden how frigging hard that is. And yeah. I, I really had to work very hard and, and read the genre and read about how to do it. Um, and so it's been a very different experience because of that. It's almost like going back to school and this is how. Yeah.
0: To be a exactly. Um, even though your first really was incredible. Um, and I think Something that you mentioned is that um, the voice that you're working on now with the adult novel did have you, you could hear that young voice leaking into it. And you knew, I need to pay attention to this, but I, I, I recommend if you find as you're working on a novel or short story, whatever you're working on, that there's some there's something that your writing is skewing towards and it could be seen as a mistake. It could be seen, but there's something that your subconscious keeps moving you to. Mm. You might want to think about why is this happening and how do I actually, instead of fighting against it, lean into it and make it work? Because it it can, it can be interesting. You might be seeing something in the character. You might be, you might be really trying to reveal something about the story. So it could actually be in that way, again, an opportunity. Um, it could also screw your book up entirely. It's a neat opportunity. Um, and so, Desmond. Um, and by the way, Desmond, if you wish to call us Martha and Emma, you can. Um, we're just
1: yeah.
0: it's I'm seven a.m. Know what's going on um now you have also now tr- been working on more wa- adult books and you have though you've also been working on YA books so you've been mm-hmm. moving between the two and how's that experience been and, and also in terms of finding yourself like who do I want to be as a writer or what do, what do I want to do as a writer
1: yeah so it's it's interesting the um I I have always felt a little bit like I want to stay in my lane so to speak right and the the close third person that, you know, you, you, you know, worked with me and taught me a lot about in the incubator, you know, was comfortable. Right. And I didn't really like go into first person. And so I sort of stayed in my lane and, but recently I've gone into first and I actually went there with a middle grade book and, in this middle grade, which, you know, for folks don't know, it's like, you know, just younger than YA, right? Middle school. And it's been awesome for voice. And I feel like, because I feel like I feel a little restrained in close third, you know, in terms of voice. It's a little bit tougher. And, uh, but going into first and this story I've been working on, which I love, uh, these two middle grade kids You know, it's a magical fantasy, but they go back to the Tulsa Massacre, which Mm -hmm. is an event like I never, you know, I didn't even know. I feel embarrassed that I didn't know about it until, you know, several years ago. And so it's a pretty intense event. That's our
0: country's fault. (laughs) But go ahead.
1: Yes, right. And, um, but the voice has been not just, I won't say freeing, but it's opened up a whole lot of avenues to be able to speak through the character which has been great um so that's been an awesome experience and then I'm sort of like working on a a black advertising story you know um funny right there sort yeah. of like a black advertising and yeah. and again I I haven't been able to get the voice down yet but I find that you know I just have so many stories you know like and it, it comes down to like you know, I, in 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 the business, I worked with a lot of celebrities, and yeah. there are a lot of like these crazy stories that I can't tell with the celebrity's actual name because I'll get sued. <laughs> but but the story is actually better when you hear Beyonce, Kanye West, and people like that, and things they did, you know. Uh, but you can't do it. So I'm trying to find a way and which voice to use to really try to get that across. Cause I know Marlon James, you know, in his great book, uh brief history of seven killings, yeah. he used Bob Marley, but he didn't call him Bob Marley. He called him the singer, you know, and everyone referenced him as the singer, but you knew who it was. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm, it's been an interesting adventure that way, you know, with, uh, trying to find the right perspectives with those different genres.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. We have another um, comment in the chat, which i want to talk to Um, a writer says um, he has a, a a work um, that is MC young teenager um, at the start of the book, but it's not YA and, and um, I have seen a number of people are also trying to write like, Uh, a book where the person is very young at the beginning and much older at the end. Um, And I do think that can be very, very difficult to navigate. And it's difficult to navigate for more than one reason. Trying to cover a lot of time in a novel, particularly in your first novel, might kill you like it, it it's so difficult to do to get that time and that sense of passage of time right and you're also trying to include so much material that the novel simply might not be able to hold now there are lots of amazing novels that cover huge periods of time um, but you might want to just ask yourself do i need to cover this 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 great period of time because i'm i'm just making it harder on myself and if your answer is yes then go for it and and dig into it it, but always think about you know am I actually blurring the story that I want to tell by, by trying to cover too much or trying to cover too many years um, And even covering you know you know three years it can be quite a lot of time in a novel um, versus six months versus a month. Um, so so that's just something to something to think about it. And then it does and you could um, think carefully about well how old is my narrator? Because mm-hmm. even if your book covers ages 15 to 18, your your narrator is most likely 18, 19, 20, could even be 45. Um, so your narrator can remain consistent uh, throughout and and you can use that consistent narrative voice to to give the book cohesion. Okay. I, um we're gonna have I to just go, could, I I just to, well, go ahead, go ahead, Emily. Yeah. I just
2: think that that sexually explicit drugs and even violence doesn't necessarily make it not RYA.
0: Yes. That's something. There are YA books that are much, much darker, um, use a lot more language and go into those things a lot more than adult. And, and actually, in many cases, I, Desmond, what do you think? I think YA is almost more open to those things.
1: Yeah and, and the, yeah. and I think it's interesting. A huge you know, market in YA are is people who are over 18. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of adults reading YA as well. And I think they sort of are, you know, going back to that reminiscence of like when things were real, you know, it's sort of like an adventure to go back in the past and relive the, you know, those kind of like raw feelings that you had when you were a teenager that maybe you chase for the rest of your life. But so I think it's, you know, it's really important to keep that in mind that that spirit you know not just talks to teens but it also talks to adults so in a way it's sort of important to think about the spirit you know when you're yeah. writing it and really focus on that because again i was shocked i didn't know so many adults read YA.
0: yeah yeah and so in both of your YA novels actually have quite a bit of violence um, <laughs> You know, again, Desmond's novel takes place um, in Jamaica, in in the you know the not prettified uh, supposed version that that some Americans might know of Jamaica, um, and he's dealing with the real things that are happening on the island. And then Emily's book involves a serial killer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Emily, have you thought about that in terms of why? And now that you're moving into adult, the difference um, in terms of using sex and violence and that sort of thing. Because you were the one that first remarked on that from the chat.
2: Well, I, I think when I when I wrote my YA novel, I read some of the dark thrillers out there like, you know, um, we were liars. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of them. And 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 teens deal with violence. They deal with drugs. They deal with sexual assault. So I think there is definitely a. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it's they want to see their world. Um, I didn't go too much further with that in my adult novel because I just have my own limits, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't really Shoot like yourself. writing really graphic violence. It's just who I am. And and there are a lot of crime novels that I've read that have tons of violence. And it's just not me. But I don't I like reading it. I just can't write it. Yeah.
0: Um, Karen Slaughter is an adult. Crime yes. Novel. Yes. And I love her. a lot of them.
2: I wish I could write like that, but I just.
0: It's her last name, Slaughter, very much. All right. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to write some some real violence. Um, you can find our full march writings challenge schedule on our substack page at 7amnovelist.substack.com subscribe there for updates and if you want to join our daily uh, live webinars this month in march you can still do it you can email me at 7 novelist at substack.com and i'll send you the registration info i can't post that publicly because we have to worry about zoom bombers which is mm-hmm. a lot of fun uh, you can also find the podcast version of these webinars Um, on your favorite podcast platforms and if you like what we're doing please follow rate and review our podcast so that other people can find us all right dez and emily are you going to be able to get some writing done today
1: oh yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) after
0: dez takes a nap
1: yeah so I'm, I'm diving that, in
2: and writing a whole new plot thread in one afternoon thoughts and prayers please yes. i
0: love so emily has gotten some feedback and she's giving herself three days to deal with it and then she's done dealing with it which i love giving yourself that deadline i yeah. love that yeah
2: i can do it faster not do it at all
0: yeah
1: yeah the um so i've i've got um rewrites on uh the second crime book in Jamaica, um, and this one is sort of like a no country for old men, uh, if you want to think about it that way, in Jamaica, where this teen, she finds uh, a, she stumbles onto a crime scene gone bad and is tasked with uh, bringing this bag of cash across the island. And this brings her in conflict with several gangsters that want that bag of cash. And in Jamaica, there are a lot of crime scenes gone bad because at various times, it's the number one place in the world for transshipment of drugs. So I have to change some stuff there. Um, And then I'm putting the finishing touches uh, to get to my agent, the uh, middle grade book about the tulsa massacre so yeah i'm gonna be writing into the night after i take my nap and wake up again all
0: right everybody
1: we're gonna have to uh get you back to your writing desk i
0: hope you have a fabulous writing day